Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined today once again, it's been a long time, but by my co-host, Father David Tuckerhoof. But before we get started with the discussion on discipline for today, we want to talk to you about the books that we have on Amazon, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, and um, my books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. Um, also, Father David and I do parish healing missions, healing retreats, and currently on September 23rd, out in the Diocese of Pattern, Patterson, New Jersey, I'll be out there giving a human and spiritual integration workshop. So go on the Patterson Diocesan website and check that out. I'd love to see you out there. Father David. Yes, yes. It's been good a while. to see you. I know. <clears throat> done a couple of these without you. So it's good to have you back. And, you know, we, as I mentioned in the intro, our topic for the day is discipline. Seems like a very useful topic and one that's been on my radar lately, just by the things that have been going on around me. And so, um, so I'm, I'm really happy to talk about this with you. Do you mind reading that scripture from Hebrews that you shared with me before? You want me to read it for you, the whole thing? That would be, be glad great. to. It's long, but it has a lot of good, uh, solid points about uh, about um, about Christian discipline. Yeah. Where do I find where it is here? Take your time. And we'll get right to it. Okay. It starts with in chapter 12, and it starts with verse 4, and then it continues on. I'll just start with four here. Sure. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. You have also forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as sons. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son he acknowledges. Endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as sons. For what son son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are without discipline in which all have shared, you are not sons but bastards. Besides Besides this, we have had our earthly fathers to discipline us, And we responded to them. Should we not then submit all the more to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a short time as seems right to them, but he does so for our benefit in order that we may share his holiness. 
At the time, all discipline seems a cause, not for joy, but for pain. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet, that what is lame may not be dislocated, but healed. That's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's loaded. <laughs> it's got a lot of things there, it does doesn't it? does have a lot of things going on there. Yeah. So, you know, as, as um, gosh, I guess as we just start talking about this, we'll start unpacking that that scripture, I guess the the first thing that strikes me about that scripture is when he talks about sons or for some of us daughters, right? But being children of God, that's, that's a beautiful notion. And I think a really central notion to have in mind when we're thinking about discipline, because automatically, I mean, let's be honest, right up front, we know it's going to cost us something, right? Yeah. There's a, there's kind of always a pinch that comes with discipline I'm having to conform myself to what you know to the lord's ways instead of to my ways and so i think it, it's really necessary that we remind ourselves that that's because we're his children so it it comes from a place of love and a place of provision a place of protection because he's a good father and so it, it's um you know it's not it doesn't he's not it, 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 he does is it, you know the uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that scripture doesn't talk about us as slaves right it talks about no. us as as children sons right? and so, daughters that's right right and so i think that's really central because i think a lot of times you, you know some of our listeners may have wounded areas in their life from um the idea of discipline sometimes that's associated with um who who does the discipline in the house can mean, you know, for some of us growing up as kids, who did the spanking or who did the corporal punishment. And sometimes spanking wasn't done out of love. It was done more out of like an iron fist, you know, and more out of anger or rage. And so if we transpose that onto the Lord, then we're going to be starting in a place of, um, with a bad taste in our mouths, you know? So I, th I think it's really important to remember it's, he's a good father and he's disciplining us as as beloved sons and daughters right it's coming from a it's coming from love because that's all it can come from when it's god you know mm -hmm. so we receive it as gift knowing it's something that's for us then it's going to make it going to make our disposition a lot um a lot more one of uh yeah, just a joyful thing, even though there may be something in us that's um, that's having to be conformed, right? That that feels like sacrifice, yeah. right? You know, I was, I was thinking about discipline. I was thinking particularly about which it uses this word in that scripture too that you just had was um, submission, right? And I think about. So when I when I think about submission, I think about the word mission, of course, right? And it's putting ourselves under God's mission instead of trying to put God under my mission. Right. Right. 
you know, or like you and I talk about a lot, like it's reminding ourselves that it's us trying to live in God's life as opposed to trying to get God to live in my life. Yeah. You know, just do do things that we want to do and then ask God to come and bless them. Right. And, and, and what we really want to do is being open to the communication and dynamism of that, of God moving in us and leading us and guiding us and showing us his will. And then rich and wonderful and growing and maturing things happen. Yeah. And if we want to be disciplined, then discipline becomes a means of God expressing his love to his beloved sons and daughters because he cares and wants to share himself, which is what holiness is really about. Yeah. Yeah. So because of my background, something that as I was, I guess, kind of growing in this spiritual life, hopefully I'm still growing, right? (laughs) But... (laughs) But initially, that was something that required a tremendous amount of trust for me that didn't come naturally. Um, so, you know, but I think about the scripture like that um, from Romans that we just had this past Sunday that says, oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how un- inscrutable are his judgments, how unsearchable his ways, Yeah, you know, because like if I'm going to sub- put my life under his mission, it really helps me to remind myself that he's been thinking about this mission a lot longer than before I showed up to the game. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's got a plan and he's got a purpose and it's all continually, you know, coming from a, from a good, good God, you know, God who's as Bonaventure, I know I always quote this, but as Bonaventure said, there's he's so good that no greater good can even be conceived of. And so it's in, it's from that place. It's that God that's designed this all good, all loving, all um, wise mission and plan. And then it's, it, it helps me to make myself disposed to, okay, I I can put myself under that mission. Okay. Cause sometimes it's really hard to see how, why, why is this? going yeah. this way because this really doesn't make a lot of and sense first surface firsthand sometimes it seems like somebody's blowing it it's not going right uh this can't be god you know what do we have to do here but in the end when, when we really respond and give this opportunity to let the grace and work and power of the holy spirit and the spiritual gifts to operate in us we begin to understand his will and we can feel in the unfolding of his presence and action with us to bring about the mission. So submission is a matter of grace-filled obedience, which is based on love. And as a result, then the fruits of the mission emerge in our lives. And the disciplines that we do open up new doors of maturity and of spiritual growth. Actually, the, the the gifts of the Holy Spirit flow out of that, that whole sense of mission, and, uh, the, and, the, and the discipline actually increases the effectiveness and the empowerment and, and the, uh, the various gifts of what it means to really do the mission. Yeah, that's a, you know, I I think it can be easy for us to want to be commissioned, 
before we submit ourselves to it, right? Before the submission. So it's, okay, Lord, like, um, you know, tell me what, you know, put me in whatever position or, or, um, role or, or whatever you have for me, put me in that commission me for this work. And yet I haven't put myself under submission to, to discipline yet and, or submission to, to his plan yet. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work that way, but that's, I think in our natural human, like in the flesh, you know, so to speak, I think that's natural for us to, for us to want, right. Tell me, tell me what I'm doing. And as long as it's a grand plan, that's in line with how I think things should go, then I'll submit myself to it, but it doesn't work that way, you know? No, no. So we have, in in being uh, under the discipline of the Lord, uh, grace leads it, but you have to look at those human factors very carefully because, you know, uh, the, the practices are human things that bring us to put some restraints on the things that we would do that would be taking us away from the mission or removing us from growing in holiness and grace. And so there's a there's a, a bit of a suffering there. There's a bit of a uh, an inner consternation. We don't. It doesn't feel good, you know. Yeah. And in some cases, even it deals with pain or with changing our lives in ways in which we never expected or want. And and if uh, if we submit to that, then the flow of God's love and the specific ways in which He brings that to us in deep personal love filled. Uh, close, loving ways as sons and daughters, then things start to make a difference and we can see the change that we could never bring about on our own. That it's in in the discipline of the Lord that his love is so beautifully and perseveringly manifested, even when we blow it from time to time or frequently. (laughs) frequently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's the, like only when we're living in that place of discipline in other words, in submission yeah. to his mission, right? Then we're right. ready to be commissioned. We're ready yeah. for we're ready for action. You know, yeah. uh-huh. like I always, uh, you know, I, for me, it's easier when we're talking about abstract things. To in my mind, I'm always thinking of this is how I always end up using analogies or allegories, and and people always say you always use analogies, but it's it's because it helps to put skin on stuff. So. So this is all real fluffy and abstract, but if you think about it in terms of like, I've, you know, gotten back into to lifting and working out, lifting weights and working out the past like month. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, wow, now I would be ready to play. You know, I'd be ready to play a game, do something active, do something athletic. I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been ready for that a month ago without living in yeah. this place of discipline, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. My body wasn't wouldn't be ready, and I think in the same way, the same has to do with our our spiritual life, right? If we're not living in that discipline, then we're not ready for action. But we want the action, and before we're willing to conform ourselves. Now I've you know, now I'm willing to conform to the mission, but it doesn't you know doesn't work that way. It works the other way around. Yeah, you know, I I think I have a class. Go ahead. You have something there. No, no, I was just saying a couple, just a couple points. So you, 
discipline deters us from giving into the kind of psychological and human broken relationships and uh, not following the opportunities of grace. Discipline is a, is like a protection, and it's a it, it it's a protection that enables us to avoid slipping into stuff or getting into things that are unhealthy for us. Mm-hmm. And discipline deters destruction. And mm-hmm. discipline opens the door to instruction filled with grace and change and newness of life, and we benefit from it, not just in our relationship with God. So discipline is central to good relationships. And when we don't discipline ourselves, we end up making choices that are bad, and we end up making choices, and we end up doing things that uh, injure and destroy, or even, in a sense, put pressure unnecessarily on our relationships. So when you talk about this discipline, it's just not a matter of a spiritual thing in the sky. It's a matter of your daily relationships with people. And that's why I would I, I like to bring this, and I, we don't need to get into that, but this, this is what we mean when we're talking about human and spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you've got to have both. You just can't go around saying prayers and rosaries and going to church and nothing and not working on the areas of transformation <laughs> that are coming from areas in our lives that need to be healing. So discipline is right in there under the anointing of God's anointing means infusion of God's spirit that moves us forward in making choices that actually benefit us in maturing as well as in growing in the spiritual life or life of the spirit. That's right. Yeah. So living a well-disciplined life is it's kind of like that juncture point, right? Between the spiritual, that's where the spiritual takes on, takes on flesh, right? (laughs) And then, and then it becomes humanly lived out in a, in a very practical, tangible way in our lives. Yes. Right. So I think um, really like thinking about taking on flesh, I think about with the idea of submission, I think such a classic example for us is Mary, when the angel Gabriel appeared and said, you'll conceive and bear a son, you know, highly favored, you know, and um, full of grace and, and you'll conceive and bear a son and his name, you'll name him Jesus. And, um, and then further on in that conversation, Mary says, be it done unto me according to your word. And I've found it really fruitful to reflect on the fact that she did not say yes, because yes is an answer to a question. And there was no question. Gabriel didn't show up with a question. He didn't say, are you willing to conceive and bear a son? He said, you will conceive and bear a son. And that's helpful for me because I can I can really get pretty frustrated with the Lord when he doesn't ask my permission for things, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. you're my confessor, you know, that's true. <laughs> like, right. I'll give you absolution here right away. Okay, thanks. <laughs> give me my penance too. We'll have, we'll have our listeners write in and give me my penance. No, but, but it's true, you know, but I think we do talk about it a lot that way that Mary said, yes, well, she, she didn't say yes. She said, be it done unto me according to your word, which is, I think even that much fuller and that much richer than yes. It's not like, okay, God showed up through Gabriel to ask her permission because, and I think if there's a danger in us thinking that, you know, 
thinking of it that way because um, everything and nothing in our life, when have you ever had God ask your permission for anything? Like yeah. he doesn't do that. We get sick or, you know, loved one dies or, or the way it really, really, really seems like makes sense for something to happen doesn't happen that way. And, but God doesn't show up and ask our permission for it to go a different way or for, yeah. you know, a loved one to pass away or for us to, to have an illness or, or whatever the case might be. And yet, so we're not, we're not waiting to say yes to the Lord in response to an answer, you know, the thing yeah, is her, her question, her question wasn't a matter of yes or no. No. Well, her question was clarification. Right. That's that was her question. But I think the way that people talk about it a lot is as though Gabriel showed up and asked a question. Yeah. Right. Because then they'll, people talk about the Feast of the Annunciation as Mary said yes. Mary didn't say yes. She said, be yeah. it done unto me according to your word. After she found out what it was about. After she found out the practicalities. That's of, right. Of what was going to happen, because she. Well, what's the what is the what is what's going to happen here? And that God explained to her, and then she said, "What?" Well, she said, "How can it be?" How can it? She, be? It wasn't like so. I because I think we can be like, "Wait, tell me what's going to happen before I say yes." And God doesn't do that either a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, but well, she I, understood biology, you know. So, that's right, right. You know. Yeah, so it's like, oh. It's, so she says, it was an exclamation, how can this be? And then right. Gabriel just laid out how it is, and right away, be it done unto me according to your right. word. I put myself under your mission, God. Absolutely. <laughs> right. She submission. was, it, she came, it was a submission, right. which is obedience, which is giving over her whole being to the beautiful, beautiful word revelation of the incarnation. We should get up and do a dance on that's that. Right. One. So that's like exactly, <laughs> I mean, that's talking about like the spiritual getting translated through discipline into the human, the actual human. I mean, that's that's the quintessential example because the spiritual, you know, the the living God takes on flesh, like right in that moment, right? Because Mary's yeah. obviously <clears throat> full of grace. She was living a disciplined life. And so she was ready to be commissioned. And so she put her mission under God's mission, like yeah. submission. Yeah, that's know? beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? It's really beautiful. Yeah. There's um another thing I was thinking about. This came up recently because I was talking to someone and this person was talking about a couple, it was a, a friend and they were sharing about a couple of different areas and, uh, and saying, um, essentially they weren't using this word, but essentially what they were saying was that if they did something that was challenging to them in a way that's, you know, challenging generosity, their generosity or challenging their charity or whatever, that it was as though they didn't feel like it was authentic if something caused them to stretch. <laughs> and, and I was thinking like, was reflecting on it afterwards. And I was thinking, no, that's like so often there's situations that cause us to stretch. We might feel like we're, we're, you know, it's the term, you know, fake it till you make it. A lot of times we have to, we have to fake it. We don't, we're called to be more charitable than we might 
naturally feel to, or more generous than we might naturally feel to, or more patient or more understanding or, or whatever the yeah. case might be. Yeah. But that, that's not somehow inauthentic. That's right. You know? It's not inauthentic. No. There was actually, it's really, in a sense, it really is, uh, uh, I don't, I don't it's it's like it's there's a mystery of love in this that when when uh, submission or obedience or discipline uh, there's going to be pain and the the pain it's uh, pain for gain it's not pain for pain amen. it's pain for amen. gain <laughs> amen you know yeah. and so but there's still pain there and that's the thing that kind of our, our human nature sort of recoils or reacts uh, towards that pain but but beautifully when it's when when we recognize that we are identified as Bonaventure keeps saying over and over again in the power of the cross of Jesus that we live in the grace of Jesus is death and resurrection it goes on in us day in and day out automatically and consciously and so the dynamism is there, and the pain at first, what seems to be a destructive pain, turns out to be a release of the power of the cross of Jesus, which is his mercy, his compassion, his intimacy, his willingness to step in into our lives and be close to us and be personal and authentic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's, I'm going to share this. This is a something I felt like the Lord gave me in prayer the other morning. I know I, I texted it to you that morning because I was kind of, as kind of like, wow, that, I mean, it, it, it all makes a lot of sense and it's not some, anyway, let me just share it. So I'll stop yammering. This is what it felt like the Lord showed me. The reason we need courage so much which comes from knowing we are so deeply and profoundly loved by him, right? Because perfect love casts out all fear is so that we can relinquish our false self. And the reason we need to know he abides in us and to choose by being disciplined, by living in his life to abide in him is so we won't fear annihilation by really. Yeah, that's big. That's big. Stay with that. Fear annihilation. What do you mean by that? Yeah. What do I mean by that? It's like, if, okay, so my false self, this like somehow, um, maybe if, uh, you know, if I don't feel, if I don't feel generous or I feel, I don't feel compassionate or I don't feel, you know, whatever, whatever thing it is that's stretching to me, if, if I think that's who I really am, you know, is say I'm really annoyed with somebody. Right. And and I identify as, you know, I'm thinking like how much I'm annoyed with that person. And in that state of annoyance, like, I feel like I'm that state of annoyance. Yeah. Right. And so I can identify as that state of annoyance, right? Which that would be a false self. I always look at it like if it's not going to be there in heaven, then it's not. If you're really feeding are. it, it's a false self. If you're just annoyed because somebody has brought that on, this reality, you know. That's but true. if you're feeding a negativity, and kind of clinging on, to it, right? Yeah, kind of clinging. clinging to it and feeding it. 
digging your heels in yeah, and, say, and well, then and operating then, out of it. Yes. And start thinking what, what I'm going to do to get that person back. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now I'm giving it flesh, right? It's taking on flesh. <laughs> I'm yeah. incarnating it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. That's good. That's a good point. Yeah. And so right away, you know, we're thinking, and then we think, no, wait a second. This is not the way Christ would have us handle and relate to this. He would not do it that way. Right. So what do we end up doing is we end up disciplining yeah, yeah, yeah. all the negative features that can easily arise out of human nature. Right. But if I, and I, what I happens then? Keep the story going. If we're not afraid, if we don't fear annihilation by letting go of that false self, then yeah. we become our, our true self, which our true self is who he knows he has made us to be, but yeah. instead so often we know the, he knows the silver, but we believe we're the dross. And yes. so believing we're the dross, we fear the flame of his love. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, so his, his main point in that is you're not who you think you are. You're who I know you are. Yeah. Right. So we're concentrating on all the negativities we're experiencing, and he's kind of reaching down his beautiful pierced hand, a blood-covered, transforming ten tenderness, and he's saying, but this is who you are. That's right. And That's this right. is why I love you, and I gave my life for you, and I walk with you, and I want to have an intimate relationship with you in yep. and out, everything. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think that that um, authenticity, that's what authenticity is, I would say, is I believe is like being true to who he knows me to be yeah. instead of who I think I am. Yes. Right. So, because yes, he wants us to change what we think about who I am, you know? That's right. That's right. <clears throat> In which who I am is I'm his and I'm only going to become that person he knows me to be by back to discipline, <laughs> right? Yeah. By living in, uh, in and a discipline life. Discipline is how yeah. he gets us there. Yeah. yeah. It's how I look at discipline is like, it's the, um, you know, I'm over here, but his path is over there and he's trying to align them. You know, yes. discipline is how they get aligned, <laughs> you know? that kind of thing. And then Get under the I, spout what, where the glory flows out. Amen. <laughs> amen. We've heard that before. Yeah. In which, in which case you can see discipline right away as a gift, right? Because it does do yeah. that. It gets us under the spout where the glory comes out instead Absolutely. of the, uh, the other spout where a bunch of other stuff comes out that ain't glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was very inspiring to talk to you about that. I appreciate yeah. that. It's a beautiful thing when you look at it, right? But we hear oh, discipline oh, yeah. and it's like, oh, what's this going to require of me? Well, just as a side here, quickie, uh, when we discipline ourselves, then the fruits of the Spirit that we find in Galatians 5, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, mercy, long-suffering, all uh, endurance, uh, those fruits then are are brought into our character and our relationships. That's holiness. That's mm. that's the uh, that's the why discipline actually leads directly to righteousness and holiness, 
by the power of God and by the Holy Spirit, who's just not a power. The Holy Spirit is a person. person. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, which really, you know, I know C.S. Lewis said something to the effect, I might not get this quote exactly right, but that courage is every virtue at its testing point. And, and you can really see that, right? Because it requires courage because we can have so much fear about letting go of who I believe myself to be and letting go of my way of how I think this should work out. And, and yet that requires so much courage, but when we act in courage in those ways, submit to discipline, submit to the Lord's mission, then so many other, like you're exactly like you're saying, so many other virtues flow from that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, isn't it? It really is. I love yeah. how it all works together. You know, the, yeah. it's not enough just a little bit of pain beings an awful lot of gain. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's not enough to be, you know, spiritual or in my head. It's not enough to be Catholic in my no. beliefs. Uh, it has well, to translate into my be living, not just my believing. Yeah. You know? It's pri primarily it's rooted in our relationships with God, with the self and with others, you know, there's, and there's that whole connection yeah. that takes place and needs to take place, not disconnection, but connection. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for this conversation, Father David. Oh yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Looks like things are working well. Things are. May we yeah. submit to the Lord's mission and may his perfect love cast out all fear. Good. Thank Take you, care of yourself. Yeah. You too. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners for joining us, and yes. may the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share, and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.